Hello and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of a fat wart on a toe. How are you? I'm knackered. Yeah, me too. Oh. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're starting a, an interesting trend of doing this when we're puggled, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. You might have noticed by the text that, by the time of the text I sent you this morning when we were trying to finalise arrangements for time, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 4.50, well, steady, 4.50, basically 5. Basically right. so, five. So, but uh, just uh, just a little, it's a little cheeky one there. You know the on the fifty-seven, then it's a yeah, cheeky five. Yeah. You know the you know the, the tragic thing about that is I was humming and hawing about what time to send you the text for at least an hour before I sent. Oh, them. good recovery, so, <laughs> good recovery, nice. <laughs> it actually was early. I was up early. That's fine. I was, I was up very early. Honestly, I just couldn't sleep last night because it's so muggy and hot. Oh, is that and, the reason? Was because you had anything else to get up for? No. Oh, really? Oh, okay, that's all. No, not that early. Not not that early. No. Fair enough. No, it's, it was just so it's so hot at the moment. Uh, it's it's, it's pretty, m- it's mucking pretty, with my sleep. It is pretty warm. It's it's not as bad at the moment. I mean, I remember last year there was a year, and I think I, I for some I remember. I think I was trying to find something on one of the old previous episodes and I listened to us moaning and the two of us, we must have just been sat. We don't ever like, do that. We must have just been sat shirtless just trying to arrange the show and just like melting under our own our own sweat. We we're like two oh. big, big knobs of butter at the start and by the end we're just in a pool of our own, I'm going to Our own melted butter. <laughs> pool of our own making <laughs> a pool of our own melted butter yeah exactly Absolutely. but uh but apart from that yeah sorry in the background maddie's making some coffees um, oh well i mean that's just a, that's just a lovely thing yeah exactly that's a lovely it. sound to hear that's <laughs> a lovely sound some, to hear so that's the that's the the noises um, we've got a packed show this week mate we we've do got a lot of stuff going on and um, moving forward is taking a bit of a tumble we've got some interesting casting announcements we've got some set photos from indie 5 which are really yes. quite keen to see um some new trailers for apple tv shows um we also have the first episode of loki which I am Ooh. very keen to talk about. Ooh. I made a Me lot too. of notes for Loki. Oh, um, wow. Okay. To be honest, we should probably just do the episode of that instead of what we were going to do. What, why, Alex? Why should we not do what we were going to do? Oh, because, you know, yeah. it's a movie that we watched. Alex, this is one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my life. It's just... <laughs> I, 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 that's, where you, that's where you interrupt me and go, it's not one of the worst movies you've ever watched. <laughs> you oh, still no. have the energy. No, 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 no. It, it no, is... No. I would. I'm not gonna try and say that because I also did not particularly enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. But what what I believe I was calming you down on on said phone conversation rea- reaction to half a movie, half the movie that you watched a few days ago. Yeah, was like this is so shit. We're oh, doing it's... all these movies and stuff like that. And they're all rubbish. Why yeah. are you doing blah blah yeah. blah? And I was like, right, well, we we liked Kong. We liked Kong. Skull Island was good. That was, that was all right. That, that, that was, was right. good. I think, I think, I think, do you know what was funny? Like, because I was irrationably angry midweek as to why I'm watching these movies. And then it's like, obviously, we're doing it for the show. We do it for you, everyone. Absolutely. But the, but the, 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 thing, the, thing that, the thing that made me a little bit like, ugh, is as you, because you hit, hit the nail on the head. You went, well, I know, what, I know what you mean. It's like it's your time and your time's precious and you have to sit and watch these things and you wouldn't usually watch. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like locked into these things. I'm like locked halfway in. through. There's, there's still here's another the one news. we've got to try Here's the good watch. news. There's, there's only, only one. There's only one more. There's only one more for the yeah. moment. 
um, and <laughs> for, for the moment. Yeah. And the other thing is, because I was thinking about this the other day, and I genuinely don't feel like shortchanged or hard done by or whatever whenever I see a bad movie. Mm. I genuinely take a lot of positives for myself for watching bad movies. Because, you know, think about it. Like, you, you've had a reaction to something yes. to like to like a piece of art and you've used your you've used your kind of your own critique yeah, yeah. and to, to decide whether something's good or bad or not and the more bad stuff you see like the the more formed that sort of culture within yourself is which is why i always i always sort of not not cherish it's not it's not that it's not that big but appreciate no you you are right the the experiences of watching bad movies bad performances i've been to bad performances that have gone hmm, i mean that's something to that's something to brew over you know why was that why do i consider that to be a bad performance yeah why did i consider that to be a bad movie why did i consider this to be a bad movie um warner brothers yeah exactly yeah (laughs) You've got a thing with them, don't you? They, oh, they they suck. They were you the third Warner me. brother? Was I the third were you the, Warner brother? The third brother? Warner brother. Yeah, they that cut was, me out. That was, that was cut, lost from the will. They you, cut no, me but, out. But you are you are. Oh, sorry, some work's being done directly outside as well. Like, oh, fantastic! That, that's where, that's where um, there's a competition going on here, which I know that you know about. About that's there this weekend near the outside oh, my window. Oh, wonderful! So, Exciting. Little teaser, little teaser for there, everyone. So you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you're right because I think there's nothing worse for me than when I've watched a movie. And I'm like, I think that was good, but I have no idea if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's a boy outside um, trying out his new drill. Oh, so fabulous. Stuff. <laughs> um, so do we want to do we want to get into this thing or do we have the energy to? No, yeah, we should. We should. We should. <sighs> we should. Um, apologies if you like Godzilla, King of Monsters as well. Yeah. It's Godzilla, King of Monsters, by the oh, way. It is, by the way. Godzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's it Godzilla, like, King of Monsters. Uh, even, even, even if it's in the episode description, which obviously it is, it's in the title. Yeah. So people, exactly. I, I like well, to, I might I have like missed this think, week. Well, I like to think that people, that some people listen, go it. And, and try and work it out from the clues. They're going, oh, right, it's a terrible movie. Mm. It's from Warner Brothers. Mm. Mm. It's part of a franchise because they've only got one left. I wonder what it could be. Yeah. Nah, nobody's done um, that. Well, oh, I'm, I'm literally looking at my notes and my energy is draining. Honestly, you know why? your face, you, you know... look so dejected. <laughs> yeah, this movie, honestly, with, with the with, I've got a, I've with got the a couple tirade. of positives. I've got a couple of positives. All oh, right, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I've cool, tried cool, cool. to find some positives. Oh, and I will, and it'll be good, it'll be good. We'll talk through the, the positives. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got a few as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it's not many, but there's not many. Yeah. Uh, also, what's quite interesting is we're going to have a good time because um, a lot of my notes have auto-corrected. My first Great. note. My first note here. It's kind of BVS intro with the destruction of Asan Fran from the previous movie. Asan Fran. I think I, think I know what I mean from that, which is right. that the intro for this movie reminded me very much of the intro from Batman vs Superman when we have uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. Chandler, you know, walking through the destruction of San Francisco in twenty. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, which I liked, and I liked that he had that backstory that incentive because if that wasn't there this 
he, he, I mean, he wasn't great, but that would have been even worse. And I, the it thing, the thing, the thing, the thing with Kyle Chandler as an actor is that I think he is one of these guys who he's he's like he's kind of got a Hollywood look about him, but he's not Definitely. a huge amount of Hollywood stuff. And he plays a villain. I mean, so the the way that I actually know Kyle Chandler is he played the villain or the kind of villainous character in um, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, he did, didn't he? And and I like that. So it's kind of nice little King Kong Godzilla. So he's kind of been in, in a movie with both monsters now. Uh, he was great he, in that movie as well. He was. He was, so, he was, he was very so smarmy. He, yeah, he, he absolutely owned that. Owned and that I, role. It was so funny. It, is it is it fair to say that I kind of as that was my first real time seeing him and i and i i must admit i thought he was absolutely fantastic i'm kind of trying to see him as a good guy is quite difficult um especially because he doesn't do all good guy decisions throughout this movie as well, well. exactly but it's not it's, as if that character in peter jackson's king Kong same one the same character the same, it's character. same character, <laughs> <is> <laughs> same character. Yeah, yeah you're not right he's not he's not he's a villain yeah he's just a bit of a dick yeah but, but, but you're but you're right it's 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 not the same one and and it's it's not like he's actually is a villain as you were gonna say. Like yeah. he he is just got his own intentions, which is absolutely fine. That boy's just trying to drill out again. Hundred um, percent. I mean, he, he must be loving it. And the other the other casting was Vera Far- Farmiga, um, who it, it turns out isn't actually Kate Blanchett or Carice Van Houten. Oh, so, really? So, so that I was, thought it uh, was both of them. I thought it was both of. <laughs> I thought she was them. Yeah, I was absolutely. genuinely watching it. Like God, Kate Blanchett looks a bit. I mean, she looks fine, but she looks a bit different. She had worked on, and then I was like, "Ah, it's not. It's because it's Clarice Van Houten from from Game of Thrones." Absolutely. Um, it's neither. Apparently, it's, it's neither. It's just the one. And uh, in stark contrast of having two actresses playing the same role, which is what we both assumed, you actually have one actress playing two roles. Playing two roles exactly. Uh, later uh, in Zi Zhang, mm-hmm. playing Doctor someone or other and her twin sister which yes. i'm which i swear i did not pick up on in the movie i don't think anyone at any point said oh, i've got a twin sister or she's got a twin sister oh was, my god i've only just realized what you said i not even realized that did you now. not even realize that? That, that that's literally one of the many pieces of exposition oh. that got left on the cutting room floor because i do remember thinking and i was like hang on isn't she on the ship how is she at that waterfall watching mothra being born but then they, she's got a different hairstyle. I'm like, mm, this is very, this is very weird. No, they're twins. They're twins. They're twins, and the movie just didn't even explain it. No, they're twins. Oh my god! She's got one line, the main one. I'm gonna say the main one because the the waterfall Mothra one doesn't Alex. have any lines. She just she just watches Mothra being born. But there's one line where somebody asks her. Uh, I think it's Bradley Whitford's character who's the most insufferable. Horrendous. Boy. Yeah, horrendous. Horrendous we'll, we'll, we'll human being. We'll get to him. But I think he asks her, like, so is Monarch like a family business then? And she's like, yeah, three generations. And that's it. So and that was the point where she was like, oh, I should have a twin. I, I have a twin sister. But she, but they don't say that. And But I also put Alex, in mind. I had no idea until you've just said this right now. I was just like, do you know what? It was because of the state that I was watching this shite in. I, yeah. I was just watching this just like. Oh, yeah, that's someone else. There we go. There well, we, yes. she's there. There's no, yeah. I I have because no the big, context. Because the oh, big headline, God. the big headline for this movie, and I know this is what like everyone has said, has said about this movie. Monster fights great. Humans don't care. No. No. 
Sorry, I was agreeing with you. I was oh, right, okay. You. Monster fight, I we don't... No, yeah, no, monster fights... no, not even the monster fights were that. No, 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 monster fights, great, humans don't care. Yeah, humans, you're right, you, I don't give don't a care. shit. Genuinely, and it was so convoluted, the yeah. plot, that the humans was, oh, we've got to go but here it because to do they're the trying, thing. Is it because they're trying to create relevance? Is that why? Yeah, exactly. Some, some, some kind of tangible thing to, like some kind of plot to go into because after all these these titans are basically just monsters like fighting each other they don't they're, they're supposedly very intelligent but in a kind of natural balance kind of way and uh, yeah. it's it's always done through you know godzilla is not having a conversation there's many there's many looks between between characters and things and but you you get the sense it's basically just his instinct and his instinct is Ugh. to help out and keep the balance and all that but you know to actually like drive narrative and an adventure you, you can't really do much with that yeah and, no i but, know what you mean and and what they came up with 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 the eco-terrorism with charles dance with you gotta go here to do this gotta to go there to do that and all of a sudden we're all in boston but nobody knows it's boston because it's fucking flattened oh my and god alex it was done it, that, the, that i was just I was, yeah, because i kind of thought because <laughs> i was like all right everyone knows i've got this huge vendetta against wb and I spotted so much WB bullshit in this movie. Yeah. Of of like, oh well, bad cut there, bad cut there. Yeah. Oh <laughs> look, um, the one of the most egregious ones was when uh, Godzilla and King Ghidorah were having their fight at the end, and then Godzilla like grabs Ghidorah, spins him round, and then mid spin it cuts to the humans doing some bullshit, right? stays with them for a bit then cuts back to godzilla and kodora who then finishes the same move that they started like two <laughs> minutes ago as if they were frozen in fucking time it's so it's so so dumb it's so like cut and cut and paste cut and paste cut and paste and then i sat there thinking because the thing about justice league and batman versus superman the original versions, you're like, oh man, there's so much more cut, and I want to see that, and I want to see that. The difference between that and now is, I know there was so much cut, and I and when I asked myself the question, do I want to see any of it? I was like, nah, I, I don't. No, I, I don't. I don't, I don't really. No, you're I right. I, I, I was care. like, there's no, there was nothing extra or expositiony that this film could because your fil- because your mind fills in the gaps doesn't it if you're yeah. enjoying the film yeah, you yeah. kind of automatically fill in the gaps which is what wb are riding on for a large part of this yeah exactly they're, it's just... they're basically just like you know everybody wants to see the monsters clash so let's just have the monsters class and that and and have as little of the padding as possible just make it utter bare bones and their obsession with having movies under two hours long is so infuriating oh it's too much it's so infuriating because it just feels so fast and you can't you can't absorb any of it yeah yeah do you want to talk a little bit about some things that i'm like math are okay um and this is of course as we are a music and movies podcast oh we didn't do this bit at the top of course we are music movies podcast. oh we are yeah, we yeah. Talk about the worst things ever and stuff yeah. this. we got right into the show i don't give a shit no oh. anyway um <laughs> great the the, <laughs> the composer yeah. bear mccreary bear mccreary now i i didn't think this was a particularly great score do you know what um, i listened to this last night and i enjoyed it it's it's 
Oh, you did. I did. No, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. And I'll tell you for why. Go on, mate. It's because um, uh, there's a Japanese male chorus in almost every other track just going, Godzilla, 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 <laughs> literally throughout the whole thing. And it's like, oh, that's quite cool. Instead of having like a musical motif for Godzilla, they've just had a gang of dudes chanting just, his name. Just chanting his name, it's yeah. Great. That's what you do. <laughs> Fantastic. That's uh, that's actually what jo- uh, John Williams originally was going to do with Star Wars. I know. Just have, go, a, just have a group of... Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And you know that big fanfare whenever the whenever the Death Star comes on, yeah. comes on the screen, it goes da 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 da. It, it was actually going to be like Darth Vader. <laughs> nice, nice. That's it. Uh, Barry Crewe, famous for such films as Ten Cloverfield Lane, um, and oh, right. the and and TV series such such as The Walking Dead. Now. The only okay. thing that I'll say that I like about Bear McCreary and his um, composing, I've, 10 Cloverfield Lane was a really good movie, actually. I can't yep. really remember the score. Maybe we'll get back to it. Um, the Walking Dead, I, I really like the intro for that. And I don't mind the music as much. I think the music department for that show, I mean, that show has gone through the ringer several times for certain reasons. Yeah. But I in think that, the in music that, it's is an fun. American TV show that's gone on way too long. Way too long, way too yeah. long. And, but I don't really, I think he's been able to. That's kind of his thing. Like he's, I think he was almost from a kind of metal background or roots, whatever, growing up. But he's, um, yeah, he's he's a he's a he's an interesting guy. Um, and the track that I want to say that I did quite enjoy was the kind of horror esque tracks. I think he's done like he's doing child's play as well. So he's kind of like oh, quite good at those kind okay, of horror. Cool. Um, the one that was called the piece of music is called Lar- the Larva. Um, and it's because it's it was it was when you just see the monarch outpost and it's like a piece oh, of yeah. music and it's like Frankenstein esque piece of music, yeah. Um, which I thought was quite interesting. I, I I'm like no, actually that that's 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 clever. It's good. It's it's in it's in sync with the rest of the movie and the scene itself. Yeah. Um, there was a really interesting musical inclusion actually. Which, yeah, go for it. Which I've not found any like information because frankly, as far as scores go, I don't think the larger community really. Covered gave, this one, yeah. Covered this one with either much glory or much death. But I heard in the track for uh, Rodan, so Rodan's theme, you know the Yes, big... I've got that. I've, I wrote about Rodan's theme. So I thought a, that was quite a good one. Yeah. So that's a really cool theme. And there's this little horn fanfare, which sounds identical to a really famous piece by uh, Igor Stravinsky called The Rite of Spring, which is this like really demonic uh, ballet. Yeah, that was yeah. really, really, really famous. It's it, it very famously at its premiere in Paris incited a riot. Because oh, really? People, people were so freaked out by it. Honestly, it's, it's what? really. Oh, honestly, it's incredible. I'll I'll sit you down where there's a there's a really creepy ballet uh, on YouTube, and it's interesting. But have you seen the movie Fantasia? Well, what, from, just before from 1940. You... Yeah, no, I no, have no, just, it's before... fi- just finishing finishing with the same point. Oh, no, I was going to say about Rodan. Yeah, the po- the exact point I put was it literally throws everything at it, including the kitchen sink. Like it's a mental track. I picked up yeah. on that one too. It is a but mental no, track, but, but I haven't but... seen Fantasia. Okay, so in Fantasia, uh, I, actually, you... I have. Is that the one with the, the mops and the buckets? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that, I have seen that. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. one of the pieces. So the whole concept of Fantasia, for those who don't know, is that Walt Disney took famous classical pieces of music and uh, took his you know best animators or whatever, and they did little short animations. Uh, choreographed to classical pieces of music and both 
Fantasia and Fantasia 2000 are both fantastic movies and I highly recommend watching both of them. But one of the segments in the original Fantasia was Rite of Spring. And the way they chose to uh, depict it was uh, like the first global apocalypse, was the extinction of the dinosaurs. So they got... So they had dinosaurs doing Rite of Spring stuff and then eventually the comet comes and like kills all of them in a, in a fiery flame. And oh. I was thinking... Is this is this relevant? Is is this why I'm hearing this in Rodan's theme? Because it's like an extinct predator that's like coming back and it's heralding the extinction for humanity and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I mean, I, I I would love it if that was the reason and that was yeah. that was deep. Because do you know I I will give it the benefit of the doubt. I yeah. think that is. I think we'll say that that is what it is and that okay. is what it's trying now, to do. As fast as I've teed that up, I'm gonna ruin it. Oh. For because yeah, because he chose the wrong Stravinsky ballet because oh, there's because okay. there's another Stravinsky ballet literally called Fire called... Firebird. I was gonna say, is it called it, Rohan or Firebird? It's or Rodin, literally sorry. it's literally called Firebird, where there's a sleeping firebird, bird of fire, in a mountain, in a in a mountain that gets woken up. And it comes out and it destroys the surrounding oh, area. Oh, it's coincidence then, mate. It's coincidence. Yeah, it's coincidence. Um, I was like, I'm, I was, I was searching for meaning, and then I ruined it for myself. I'm gonna take you through some parts of my, some parts of my rambling notes. Um, <laughs> it's just nonsense, my notes. When Millie Bobby Brown ran out for her mum, what was her plan? Just to hug her mum before she died. You know the bit when the mum's out trying to oh, yeah. deal with the larva? Like, no one makes... Millie Bobby Brown especially, she makes no good decisions in this movie at all. No. In fact, no characters make any good decisions at all. Specifically her. Yeah. I mean, the worst decisions. There's a but, couple no, that no, she no, makes. But I, I, take, I take issue with the word decisions that you've used as well. Because one thing I really noticed throughout this movie is they all seem to grasp exactly what's going on at their first hit at it. Yeah. Did you not notice that? Every single yeah. time they theorized something. Like, you know, like, they were like, one of them said... What if they just got it wrong? What yeah, if they exactly. just got something no, no, wrong? No, no, Genuinely, they, first of all, they drop <laughs> the military's <laughs> oxygen destroyer bomb, which that was a great label for a bomb. Love that. Love Fuck that name. me, honestly. Uh, we are, oh, we have a new oxygen destroyer weapon. Great. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> Did nobody come up with a better name? Anyway, <laughs> and then after that, and Ghidorah wasn't affected by it, one of, them's, one of them said, oh, I saw a cave painting that kind of looked like as if this fell from the stars. So uh, from that, oh, we, can we, can yeah. we can deduce that Ghidorah is not part of our ecosystem. Do you mean he's an alien? Yes, I think it yeah. means he's an alien. He's an alien. You go, oh, you worked that out from a cave painting, <laughs> did you? And you got it exactly right first try. The team of scientists in the background and just kind of going, what are we? What, what are we? Are we yeah. a joke to you? Are we a joke? <laughs> no, genuinely. Like, they get it first try. And Kyle Chandler's character is actually the worst of this as well because he, because then he, the whole kind of alpha thing where he's like, this is how wolves do it and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but 
these are like the furthest things from wolves you can it's imagine. Horrendous. Like, it's horrendous. How, how did you get? How did you get from that to that? You can theorize that hundred percent, and you might be proven to be true. But almost instantly, you're like, oh yeah, he's correct, and all the scientists are like, oh yeah, no, he's totally right. It's totally like a pack of wolves. <laughs> Thank God we had a wolf scientist just <laughs> in our base with us to tell us this. Oh yeah, that's what he is, isn't he? He's a wolf he's scientist. A wolf scientist. It's kind of like is is he not kind of supposed to be like an Alan Grant esque yeah, from Jurassic like, Park? Is that do, what it is? Do you know how we like know a he's a wolf hunters. scientist? Because well, he at the start looks at wolves or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. This. He's looking That's at wolves it. in a camera. <sighs> oh, I mean, at least they don't. I mean, they show they don't tell, but like. Oh yeah. <sighs> Yikes! Uh, I put Kong got a shout out in the senators' chamber. Kong got a lot of shout outs. I got a really big one at the problem. Cal Chandler was in Peter Jack's King Kong made. Alex, I I genuinely paused the screen because I was so fucking angry at one part of this as well. Oh, please tell. Um, please tell. Hang on, there's a there's a forklift driving past, making about as much noise as it can possibly do. Oh, he's just he's just come to see that boy's new drill. <sighs> he's come to check he's like, it out. He's, yeah, he's showing off like... his, his <laughs> forklift. Honestly, I wish I could turn the camera around. I'm going to turn the camera around so you can see oh, this. Oh man, he's basically he's look, look at what look at what's happening. Can you see? He's like trying to get his. Uh, you might not be able to see this. Oh yeah, no, I can. He's, 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 he's trying to get his look as we forklift past. <laughs> Oh, he's waiting. Oh, he's waiting. Look at it. Look at that. That's oh. an accident waiting to happen. No one's wearing hard hats. I'm filming this. Oh, geez. What if they see me filming this? Oh, I've got. No Sorry, idea. there's some. There's some. There's me- the Health and Safety Act from 1984 is not being held account. Mm-hmm. Jesus, someone's gonna lose their bloody eye with that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute bedlam. It's a, it's a big box. But, but at least they're wearing face masks. Taking, at least they are wearing face masks. So we have to tilt the camera up, otherwise you're going to see my balls. Okay, so we um, the the bit of the bit of uh, dialogue which genuinely had me livid was when they said there's 17 creatures all around the globe in Cambodia, Mexico, Skull Island. I went, what, what? <laughs> Oh, hang on, Skull Island. Skull, Skull Island. Island. We'll, just, we'll just drop that in there. Yep. Firstly, I hate how she just casually drops in that because it implies that it's common knowledge. Yeah, it's Skull Island. It's, it's as common as Cambodia. It's yep. as common as Mexico. Skull Island, yeah. But if it isn't, then it's a weird thing as if there was a remote island that existed and they went, there's Skull Island out there and it's a common knowledge thing. Yep. It would be weird if it didn't have a reason why it was called Skull Island. Oh, but it, did, it has a creature on it. Skull Island has a creature on it? Never. Yeah. It fucking ride me up the wrong way, this. It's just the way she did it. She did it so hand-fistedly. Like, did, it was she just like, the, did she look into the camera when she said it? It was just like, there are 17 creatures everywhere. They're in Cambodia, they're in, you know, parts of Africa, they're in Mexico, they're in Skull Island. And it's like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, Skull Island's one of these things. Yeah, and Island. I get it. Like, maybe there's an argument to say, well, Kong Skull Island happened in the 70s. And so, you know, after that, everyone now knew about the island and it was famous because it looks like a skull. And oh, isn't that great? Yeah. But that backs up the second point, which is if there's an island that looks like a skull, you bet your bottom dollar that since the 70s till now, Every single person would have visited that island yeah. and they would have seen all the most amazing creatures that are on that thing. Yeah. And and now they're going, oh, oh there's, a, there's, a, there's something going on over there because of an alpha signal or whatever shit that was. Oh, we probably should explode. Get, it may, yeah. it's, just, it's not even that it makes no sense. I mean, it is that. It's just fundamentally wrong. 
Yeah. It's just it's like it's like if I oh my I can't even keep going with it. Do you know do you know what do you know what brought me out of that out of that scene? There was actually what? in the background because you had lots of little dots on a big map. Oh yeah, where incoherence dots. Yeah. Nothing there, there was happening. one. No there was one. Knows. There was one that hit quite close to home in a very literal sense. I don't know. Did you spot it, Alex? Let me take it from here. One of the Titans, Leviathan, is in Loch Ness, <laughs> implying that its origin is the origin of the Loch Ness mon- monster legend. Yeah. Toho actually nearly made a Kaju film starring Nessie in 1978 in co-production with Hammer Horror and got far enough into production for posters to be made. Wow. But it was never made. Ooh. So yes, you're right. It would have been the Leviathan or the Loch Ness Monster. Do you know what? I genuinely love it when I accidentally tee up one of your little trivias without, one of without, our little without, facts, yeah. without prior knowledge. <laughs> it happens more weeks than not. It does. Well, it's because we're finishing each other's sentences, yes. I should have said sandwiches. I, no, I'm, I'm going to have to edit that together so it seems sense. There was a bigger gap than, than it seemed in the edit. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Actually, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave it just to show how incoherent we truly are. Oh, very good. I Later after this podcast, I need to go for a... Jobby. Haircut. Alex, don't be so rude. <laughs> nice. uh, my next fact is uh, Anthony Ramos is in this from Hamilton fame. Yeah. Love him. Think yep. he's good and everything. Uh, that was <laughs> that was all that. Fabulous. The next fact I have is Charles Dance makes a big blue wall. Is that anything? Is that... He makes a big blue wall. Yeah. Gets to a scene where he makes a big blue wall. What was he, he trying to do? What was he trying to do? Did he win? Oh. Can you explain no. what his plot was and what he was trying to do? Because I don't really... I mean, he was fine. The problem I have with it is, like, he was. He goes, he's a retired army colonel. I'm like, yeah, retired army colonels, they're not, so they're not leading massive globalization. They, 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 said, they said in, like, one throwaway line, he's an eco-terrorist and he wants to uh, revert the world back to, like, a more balanced state. So he's an, he's an eco-terrorist, and, like, we had a lot of things about how the Titans, wherever they go because of the radiation, end up, like, rejuvenating places and stuff like that and i actually like quite enjoyed all of like that kind of world building a this is what they do and this is like how they get i actually quite like the hollow earth stuff like how they all like get around like all the 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 factual kind of world building side of everything that's going on in this franchise i'm like you know i can get behind all of this like you know you're just telling me it but yeah i quite i quite like it like it's interesting but what the thing that bothered me was that he didn't care when it all went wrong. Yeah, where he where he was. Oh, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have woken that one because that one wasn't like a real one. It's an alien one, and um, it's gonna control the other ones. And Earth's not gonna be balanced anymore. And he's like, oh well, chaos wins. Yeah, it, let it happen. I don't. I, so I he didn't, wasn't compelling at all. He no, was just, he was just standing around looking like Charles Dance and saying re- quite Charles Dancey stuff. And acting quite Charles Dance-esque, um, I was trying to th- look at him and go, his, his mannerisms do not reflect that of an army colonel as well. He's a bit too, it's a it's a Hollywood army, like it, there's nothing believable about that, well, about t- his backstory or anything. Well, it was just a bit Ty- like... He's Tywin Lannister. Yeah, that's what he was. That's what he was. Um, 
Oh, good. I like this one. Um, Kyle, Kyle Chandler is inadequate. Uh, I think in his previous role, he wanted to be an actor because uh, he he's very method and overacts with his children in the house during that background footage when it's very serious. <laughs> I laughed my arse <laughs> off at this. Did you see this? No. So in the in the footage, in the in the kind of the footage of him playing with his two, well, with the the son that died and Millie Bobby Brown when they're younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right, isn't it? I did pick that up. His his son died at the start. That's yes, how, that's yeah, what yeah, makes yeah. him okay. Cool. Right. Okay. Got it. So, because um, that was the whole motivation. That for, was the motivation. For, for yeah, I was going to say there are some things that sit through. So there's a there's a scene where it's like it films. It's like she's like coming up the stairs and it films him and he like turns to the camera and he's like <laughs> and like looks deadpan to the get. Watch it again. It's hilarious. Oh, uh, the whole video. The home video. Yeah, and I get, watched get her. <laughs> I watched it and I was like. Ugh, it's a bit like uh, <laughs> he's a, a bit of a blowhard, isn't he? He's a bit too try. He's like properly like overacting. Oh, I think his wife was just like having fun over there. <laughs> he's like he had like face paint on and was all sorts. I was like, Ugh, it's oh, a bit man. weird. It's a bit. It's nothing. It's worse. supposed to be endearing, Callum. It's supposed it's, to be endearing. It's a bit fucking weird. <laughs> it's what it was. <laughs> I nothing else to say. Um... <laughs> What else have I put? These notes are a shambles. They oh. would never have opened the shield. Plus, when Godzilla swims directly past the screen, I shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from didn't it what we you all. will from that? Didn't we all? Make from I mean, it what you will. It was oh, that was it. It was I under underwater. It. They opened the shield, and it was getting closer. That was, I guess that was that was an in, that would have been good in the cinema. That uh, no, but, yeah, no, absolutely. No, I did think throughout this movie. I was like, oh, I would. This would have been so much more palatable in the cinema, wouldn't it? Like I it, think it I would have fallen asleep. I think no, I'm, no, no. But know, I'm nervous about going to the cinema again. About falling, I hate falling asleep in the cinema because I just feel like I'm wasting my money. Oh but no, well, I, I mean, would that, have fallen that asleep. Re- that really is wasting your money. Yeah. But, no, again, that, that's chairs, one though. of the the whole sh- open the shields thing was I think one of the earliest examples of oh they hit it they they hit the nail on the head where Kyle Chandler's like all oh, right we're in this underwater like base thing. Uh, yeah, turn off all your guns, open yeah. the window, and let's stare him in the face because I reckon it's probably because of this. Yeah, I hope yeah. I'm right. Yeah, yeah, that'll <laughs> oh, be fine. Right. Yeah, the underwater bait. Let's let's get that open. I can I can imagine yeah. that that's the right thing to do, making sure that we're not safe. Yeah, should we t- should we talk about Bradley yeah, Whitford? Should, oh. should we talk about Bradley Whitford? Because this is when he was like, oh yeah, let's invite him in for a beer. I was like, what? Oh. Was that supposed to be like, are you the sarcastic are you the, guy? Yeah, exactly. Are you the sarcastic uh, guy? No one laughed at him. Everyone was like, everyone just him a beer. What kind of a line is that? Everyone everyone else in the in the WhatsApp group for that workplace was just like, he's the worst. Oh, <laughs> this guy. Fucking hell. It's a shame because I really like Should we invite him for a beer and a hot dog? Everyone's like, this fucking guy. Can you believe this fucking guy? Yeah. And he's like, oh, is there a clever name for this one? Like Firebird? Rodan, I don't know. Let me shut your fucking mind. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway. he's, uh, yeah. Uh, I thought the track Icebreaker was really good. Oh, yeah. Three Headed Dragon uh, smashed through the inside. I thought that was a really good use of the horns, actually. So, uh, an interesting use of the instrumentation. I thought the horns were. I always, I think I always say the word instrumentation when I hear the brass section of an orchestra coming through. Right. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm very in tune with when the brass section is leaned upon in an orchestra track. Have you noticed that? Someone mentioned that to me the other day. Yeah, kind of. Listening to the been, show. I was thinking about this recently, and I was thinking if you. Because obviously you played the saxophone for a while, right? But I was thinking, I was thinking, 
No, I was generally. That, that was very kind of you to say. No, you do. No, you, you still got one, don't you? No, I sold it, mate. Oh, you sold it. All right, okay, fair enough. But I was thinking, if you if you were to like start again. That's the most generous thing you've ever said. Is it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not usually that kind. Uh, I was thinking, if Callum were to play an instrument, like in an orchestra, what would it be? I was, and I was trying to think where in the orchestra I could imagine you sitting, and I've and I've come up with it, and I think yeah. you'll agree. Actually, it's one of two. It's one of two positions. Okay. Number one, trombone. I think that's the most. Oh, that's, that's, that's that would be pretty one. cool. Be I think that's badass. the most likely likely one because it's like kind a trumpet of, either, either. But yeah, keep going. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think trumpet. I think. I think trombone. I think trumpet. Okay. Trombone have much more fun. And the other one is somewhere in the percussion, just waiting to crash a big fuck off cymbal or something. Gong. Yeah, yeah, or a yeah. Gong, like with a wind, with with a big grin on your face, going, "Oh, I'm waiting for my moment." Yeah, I've, I've no, been, that's I've been, cool. I've been counting for ninety bars, and I'm gonna hit the fuck out of this symbol. You have no idea. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. No, I like trombone. Trombone's cool. Trombone's one of those cool instruments where it's like, oh, oh I orchestra during the week, but I jazz band at the weekend. Oh right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, I've just had the. I've just, your camera's just gone off. I'm now the host. It's saying. I'm just looking oh. at a big old fat picture of myself. That's very interesting because you froze, and I don't. God, I like. Know. I like horrendous. Oh, there we go. There I'm you go. Back. There we are. God, I'd, I need At to, least the audio's fine. I need to go and sit in a dark room or something like this. Okay. Can I point something then, out to you that you might not have noticed? What What might not have noticed? Did you notice the size of the monster's cock? <laughs> right. <laughs> I well, did, yeah. That. No, did you notice that the size of the monster's cock just changed <laughs> in the movie? Yeah, 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 they just did, yeah. For yeah. no reason whatsoever. For no reason, whatsoever. yeah. For yeah, no did, reason yeah. whatsoever. There was one... There was one instance. In fact, in fact, it was the same. It was the same example for both monsters, for both Rodan and Ghidorah, where there was a moment where Rodan, like, crushed a helicopter with its feet, and it was just one helicopter. And then there was a moment where it was flying beside the big. I can't remember what the bloody mothership is you know the oh, big yeah that was the avengers yeah, base the avengers thing. one yeah, the, yeah the avengers base ship thing and there was a moment where i was flying on that and then that also was about only slightly bigger than rodan's foot and yet it could definitely hold like multiple multiple helicopters inside it and i was like huh okay that rodan was small this one was far away that's it. That's all I can say. Absolutely, but it's, the, fa- it's Father Ted. But then the philosophy. same thing. The same thing happened with Ghidorah as well, with the size of one of Ghidorah's heads. Where like one moment it was about the size of a helicopter, and then it was about the size of whatever the Avengers mothership is. Don't don't talk to me about tiny heads. I've got a, I've got a fact as well that I noticed at the end of this piece of shit. Right. Um, <laughs> I did think the sequence where the fighter jets were being taken out was quite cool. And I will talk a little bit about some. Oh, when he's I... spinning around. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was quite cool. Oh, hang on. I've missed out loads of... Oh, no, I just missed out one fact, which was... I knew I had to be patient. Hang on. There's... Speaking of patient, the, the fucking fort lifts back again. Oh, brilliant. He's been doing the whole thing backwards as well, to be fair to him. He's making a real good In thing. In reverse. I don't know what he's carrying. Big old pallets. Pallets of emptiness. Pallets of... Are you peeing in a cup? Just here running water. Pouring pouring us another cup of coffee. Okay, we'll get turned back here, you dopey twat. Right, Right, okay, okay. so... (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say to you, the bit that I did really enjoy was that we... I knew I had to be patient, 
we did eventually hear Godzilla's scream, the iconic oh, yes. scream when he fell into a crevasse during the ice battle. Oh, yeah. I like that scream. I think it's yeah. a really cool scream. It's it like a really cool. iconic scream. I was like, there we go. There we are. Thank you. And I smiled for half a second, and then I fell back. Anyway, the, what I was saying as well was that the fighter jet sequence was quite cool, which leads me on to a bigger point, which was something that we've always thought about the Godzilla monster King kong versus is the imagery has always been pretty good. Yeah. Um, there was a really big imagery gone too far moment in this. Can you remember what it was? Oh, something I don't... to do with it. It was when the three-headed dragon. It, it, it looked pretty cool, right? When it had its wings out and it had its three heads, like. <laughs> oh like yeah, that. and it was like just that. That's it me. was just posing up a storm. Did you see what was in, did you see what was in the f- up a storm? Oh, no, that's good. That's good. Did you see? Did you see what was in the foreground of it? In the foreground of it. Yeah, when it was doing that. Oh, it was a bloody crucifix, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I'll I not remembered. say any more words. Yeah, was, <laughs> you know what I think. Yeah. Um, there is no way in hell you would just dump a V-22 Osprey. That man's going to be court-martialed for doing that. Those things <laughs> are millions right um, context context i, I can't and then they just that. flew another one straight in there again wouldn't happen court masters for all involved <laughs> right <laughs> regardless like absolutely horrendous like some of the some of the i, I can't i can't i honestly i can't i i genuinely i struggle i struggle with all of those kind of stupid military style decisions it really fucking I, i'm done well, out <laughs> the military's supposed to be stupid in these movies when Millie Bobby Brown calls her mum a monster after all the monsters were released. Oh, yeah. I was like that, wait. <laughs> I wanted to look, look at the camera. You're a monster. And then look at the camera and go, bloody got her. And then yeah. wink. Should have done that. Yeah. That was so, like, but what, it was just like, all the monsters have been released. And she looked at her mum, you're the real monster. <laughs> you're the real monster. Do you know what <laughs> I really shocking like? shocking is this do, writing. Do, 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 yeah, do you know what? I, oh, speaking of writing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've were, made some I, facts, yeah, haven't yeah. you? On the, no, no, on no. The, if, <laughs> if I were to tell you, and I know you'll have heard this because they're bo- it's both ham-fisted every single time. If I were to tell you that the line "God save the king" or "Long live the king" was oh. uttered more than once, more than <laughs> once in this movie, I, most people that have not seen this movie gone, "Okay, yeah, Godzilla. He's like Godzilla, king of the monsters." Somebody says, "Long live the king." I'll forgive that once. Nope. It's said twice in this movie by multiple people who don't interact with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Once by Charles Dance. Yep, and then the other by Doctor What's Her Face, main Which character. Which one? Her, her, oh, the her, mom. Okay, yeah, the, the mom. And not she's the, not literally, the twins. she's literally staring down Ghidorah, who's about to incinerate her, and says, "Long live the king!" As if Ghidorah gives one, gives two shits about, gives like, three sass, shits, gives three shits about uh, sass and irony. Um. <laughs> What if it does that? It's like, oh, get her, I know, and then kills like, her. <laughs> I know, because as, as if he's, as if he, as, as if he's, he, he's, he's sitting there in all his three-headed splendor, Clever going, girl. going. Well, I what? Well, I was gonna play nice, but since you've just given me that little piece of sass, you're now in my head, and I'm gonna destroy you. No, he was gonna eat her anyway. Um, how did we know that Mothra was a goodie, Alex? 
It's weird how we all just kind of were like, yeah, it's a goodie. Kind of looks goody, I guess. It's goodie. Bright, bright colors. Bright colors. Cool. We're good bright with colors. that. Angel dust. Another piece of shite dialogue um, was when they went, they're causing tsunamis, earthquakes, and other events we don't even have words for. Brilliant. Like, make a word. Make it just, um, just make see, up a say, word. Say it how you see it. Why don't you do that? An earthquake. I can't imagine that was a particularly... No, the guy who invented that didn't take a day off, did he? No, what absolutely is it? not. The earth is quaking. <laughs> um, the whole briefing room scene just after is horrendous. The way that they all talk at each other was such oomph. Like, it's it's like... Do you know what? I, I kind of was like... It, it, they're just such blowhards. It's like... It's like, why don't we just let them go into a room and disconnect all the buttons so they don't have any power? We just leave them and let the real adults figure shit out. Like, I, I, I cannot stand. No, I just, I'm, I genuinely can't do it. Um, the way they say Mothra, I don't know if that, is that a thing? Do they say Mothra in a Mothra. weird way? Do they? they? Do they say the word Mothra? Okay, I've just put the way that they say Mothra. Right. As, okay. if, that's a, as if that's a note in my notes, okay? Um, oh, I'm back to everything about this movie is atrocious. Another piece of dialogue yeah. that I didn't like. <laughs> Um, when Ch when Kyle Chandler asks how many nukes they have, as if in any world he has got any access to a supply of nukes, he goes, "How many nukes have you got?" I know, and it's this, the moment this he guy, says this that guy he's commanding wolves. Yeah, yeah, and he's commanding so much authority in a room of God knows how many supposedly really smart and high-ranking military people. And he's like, "Everyone, listen." How many nukes do you have? And all these generals are going, oh, we should probably like maybe consider like yeah. maybe. Uh, no one just goes. What do you want to do with our nukes? Who? Yeah, exactly. What do you want to do with our nukes? What do you fancy doing with them? What What are you thinking? You thinking maybe some sort of like we use them as bombs or something like no, that? No, no, no. Whoa, we're gonna no, use them. no, no, no. I was like, no, I'm theorizing. I am. I am theorizing based on my. And they're all like that with pen, pen yeah, and no, paper. Yeah, I'm theorizing. Theorize away with my expert. Uh, with my expert knowledge. Oh of yeah, 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 yeah. We're listening. That, yeah, we're listening, that, 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 Wolfman. That, yeah, yeah. if we detonate, oh, if no, we, listen, listen, listen. If we, if we detonate a nuclear bomb, it, oh, will, yeah. it will actually feed this giant lizard. That never. Oh. And you got that because of your expertise with wolves. Yes, we we'll fucking do it then. <laughs> well, we better do that. We'd better do that. Wolfman thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. Oh no, wait. Oh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to walk it in. This is the in. worst fucking movie I've ever watched in my fucking life, it's Alex. I hate this. It's the it's worst not, movie it's, I've it's ever watched. Come. Justice League is still worse than this. Oh, I don't know. I no, don't know. No, 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 no. Justice League is still worse than We're gonna this. We're going to have to see what. Um, what about um, when they just go into the submarine? They can't all go in a submarine. I'm telling you now, they can't just go into a submarine. They're not. They can't. There's a couple of reasons why I'm not going to say on this podcast. They right. can't. Okay. They can't just go into it. Well, it's not that. It's, it's, it's down with the amount of training. Like, it takes quite literally months worth of training for you even just, just to, to have the, the understanding. Into just, a submarine. Well, that's yeah, it, it, working. Yes. There's a lot of stuff you need to do. It's not just something you can pick up. Yeah. I fucking can't stand it. Um, submarine brace for impact. Is that a thing they would know long before they were going to hit something? Bullet. That's bullshit. 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 Talking about variation of sizes. Did you notice the water levels over DC? How they rose and fall like oh, the bloody Moses Red Sea? Um, Absolutely. At one it, point, it, it, they really sailed... just, it really just depended on that shot because I did pick up on that shot. It really just depended on what landmark they wanted to have uncovered in that shot was it was like oh well if the water level was this high in this shot in order to have this landmark it can't be that 
Oh, we'll just change it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. We'll just say, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, it drops by about 80 meters, the water level. Now, that is um, over the width of DC. That would cause... I was trying to... I did some maths on this, um, but then I got bored and had a beer. Great. But as far as I got was, I noticed about a variation of about 80 meters in water level based on the height of the Washington Monument. Because in one of the scenes, they, they, they go past it. It looks the worst. It's the worst CGI I've ever seen. If you go back and watch it, the the destroyer, whatever, it's like an Arleigh Burke destroyer, American um, sort of frigate, is, is sailing past the Capitol building. And then it's like the Washington Monument just goes from right to left. It just goes just pans across the bridge scene, right? And it's like, oh, that was just added in a little last minute with a little point on it. But what's clearly happened is they've had to do the top of it because if they didn't do the top, it would just be like a monolith structure going past, whereas at least the point is recognisable. But right. then when you see the back, like eight minutes later, you see the water, or ten minutes later, the water level has dropped by about 80 metres. Now, let me let me give you a volumetric tra- understanding of what you're looking at. You're looking at the the probably about the ten mile, fifteen mile um, radius. My computer just told me that someone's birthday. Fabulous. The ten mile ten it's mile the radius. Mate. It's, it's the it is the Queen's birthday exactly, <laughs> and some kid that I I know who's a a, a, a raging um, Republican. Oh, so the Queen. The Queen. <laughs> He's a bloody Queen actually. <laughs> He's homophobic as shit, this guy. <laughs> Just as an irony. He's a dog shit bloke. I don't even know why he's telling me this. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's uh, this is, what was my shout for? Oh, yeah. Radius of um, DC. You've got like, I don't know, like radius of about 15, 15 miles, 80 meters of water. Like you are looking at some amount of metric ton. Like the flow of water for that to come in and out would have been unparalleled levels of water flow. Yeah. And they're just like, that's cool. This is fine. That's uh, it's, cool. it's, 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 it's nuts. Speaking um, of, speaking of uh, destruction, one city, we get to, I think arguably my favorite line in the whole movie. Oh which yeah, again, go for it. Which again came from the mighty, mighty Bradley Whitford. And it was when Godzilla was going to go thermonuclear because he's juiced yeah he's like oh yeah he's juiced they say that in the movie by the way they say, is that what they, they actually they, say they, they refer juiced. to and um, they say dr kurzawa is it kurzawa he's something like that he's like he's juiced him up or something like that he's juiced I'm like, he's buzzed he's, he's out of the town he's juiced and godzilla's he's like, that, he's, 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 he's like two pints ready like, oh, yeah <laughs> it's great no, no no it's after that and the whole of boston is decimated the whole of boston is decimated and uh, and Bradley Whitford goes, oh, we've only got a couple of minutes before Godzilla goes thermonuclear. And somebody goes, what do you mean? And they go, well, and he goes, well, in a couple of minutes, it's going to be a bad day to be a Red Sox fan. As if the city wasn't completely decimated before that point. <laughs> I was. I would, do you remember do you know, that I, line? Do you remember yeah, it? It's, it's built, yeah, I know what you mean. I was hoping that like Sweet Caroline would just play in the background, <laughs> like some sort of like some sort of like slow melodic version of Sweet Caroline, which is the, the song they all sing um, at the at Fenway Park. All so right, okay. I also just thought it was that oh, we also had the worst newscaster in the world, and the newscaster during the Fenway Park sequence. She just looks at the camera and she's like. This is, of course, the worst disaster in human history, um, and they're calling it the Age of the Titans. Who's calling it the Age of the Titans? Where, where is that coming? It- yeah. Oh. Oh. 
this just movie genuinely um, I've got my 80 meter um, water level down. every city in the US is being flattened we, but we have to see every single major landmark um, yeah isn't it, isn't it interesting do you know what do you know what movie did this really well do you know what movie did this really well was Independence Day and the, the first blast from the city decimating was thing. it DC was it the White House no, wasn't no, no, it no. Or some shit? well White House yes but also right through the Empire State Building Oh, cool! Right nice. through the Empire yeah, State yeah, Building, yeah. they're like, "No, we're not going to fuck around. We're going straight for the landmark." Yeah, going to go for the. No one's going to recognize this shit. Right, we're going to get through this. I'm done nearly. Um, oh, I'm already. What am I? What am I? What am I? Other call it. <laughs> no, I just you're going to like these. One of my other facts was nothing means anything in this god awful film. <laughs> I felt the need to write that down at one point. No, it, it, it's a that's a very good point because I was nothing means I, anything. I was getting towards the end of this, going, "World's over." Yeah. Can we all just acknowledge this? There's no coming back from this. Every no. city has just been absolutely fucked. Um, the world's God, gone. <laughs> why would she go home? That whole piece of Millie Bobby Brown going home, talking about shite decisions, going home, I don't understand that. Godzilla yeah, but, yeah, but she, is... Yeah, but she got, in a, she got in a bathtub, so she's smart. Oh, right, okay. She got in a fridge. Uh, Godzilla is reaching critical radiation. Hollywood treats radiation like it's like a bad smell. Was something that I've noticed, and and not a crippling um, mutilation of ionized cells at an atomic level. It's just a bad smell. He's reaching critical radiation. Don't get near him. He's done a wafter. He's done a wafter. It stinks. He's had it's, eggs, and Alex. It's, and it's literally melting the buildings that he's walking past. It's a bit pongy. He's yeah, exactly. He's crop dusting parts of Boston. <laughs> Fenway Park will never be the same again after that. Th- Fucking room clearer. I'm just done with it, mate. It's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. It's still not as bad as Justice League. <laughs> it's, it's still not. It's still not. Um, I did get a laugh when the three... I've just, I called it Three-Headed Dragon. I don't even know what it's called. You'll correct me, maybe. Um, Three-Headed Dragon just picked up Godzilla, flew up high, and then dropped it. Loved it. Great tactic. Great <laughs> tactic. Great tactic. And actually, I would have done the same actually, thing. Since you, since you literally you just triggered something in me when you said three-headed. Another brilliant Bradley Whitford moment where he called uh, called uh, Mo, Larry, and Curly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, Three Stooges. Stooges. <laughs> Thought that was quite good. Yeah. I read somewhere. I read one of the worst facts I've ever read for a movie. Right. And it was like, I don't know if you know, if it was like one of the directors or something like this was like, so actually the middle head is the alpha head and the and the outside head are its two lackeys. I'm like, great. What am I going to do with that piece of information? Like, that is just, that's the, there's nothing to that. Like, cool, okay, well, I'll bear that in mind when I watch it, when I like, that really rounds out the universe for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. happy now that I know that. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> Someone, like clearly he's got home right he's been oh, i don't know who the director was we probably should have said that but he's got home and he's like he's thinking over dinner and they're like good day work hon and he's just like staring off into abyss and he's like hey, you know weather was nice today hun wasn't it and he's like he's just staring at his plate and, then, and, she, and she's like and she's like why do you do this greg you never talk to me and he's like just staring he's like not now sharon and he's like come on like I'm, it's like last week he's like i'm nearly there and he's just staring and then he just looks up at her and goes the middle head's the alpha eureka eureka i've nailed it it totally makes so much sense yeah, yeah exactly she's like i'm leaving you right 
I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break trends, and I'm, I'm gonna. No, no, have you got another one? I've got, I got oh, Jesus more facts. Um, done. I Come did on. like the track. Hang on, I did like their track "Redemption." Good track, good piece of music. Oh yeah, Bear McCreary yeah. received it a little bit there. Um, but then we had the end credits and the the, the piece at the end. Uh, this marks the first time that Blue Oyster's cult 1977 single "Godzilla" is used in the film. It's a horrible song. Oh, <laughs> used over you know horrible what? credits. Do you know what? I loved it. I oh, loved it. I loved is, I can it. still hear it in my head though, so maybe I do like it. It's such a cool riff. It's um, such a cool riff. And it, there's so a lot silly. of them saying Godzilla. Um, talking of tiny heads, I just put what an awful ending with horrible music for the end credits, and Godzilla had the tiniest head. Look at that last roar when he stands up on the thing and all the monsters are around him. He has got a tiny head. It's yeah. comically small. Um, and then in the credits, it was basically to sell King Kong versus Godzilla. Li- li- literally in the credits, it oh, was yeah. just photos or like cave paintings of King Kong versus Godzilla. Absolutely. Right, go on, Alex. This is the, well, this now I have a question for you before I give my rating, which I know yeah. you're all waiting for to see what I'll give it. Did you sit through the credits, Carl? No, was there an end credits? Yeah, of there was. I didn't watch the end credits <laughs> sequence. Of course, like genuinely, I was like, I think there is an end credit sequence there here, is. and I deliberately turned it off because okay. I was so angry. Do you want me to tell you what it was? Do you want me yeah, to tell you what it was? Uh, do you remember in the island kind of fight sequence where Rodan came from, basically? Oh yeah. And then Godzilla turned up and fought King Ghidorah again. Yeah. He ripped. He ripped off one of Ghidorah's heads before it. Before yeah, it grew yeah, back. yeah. Yeah, Charles Dance uh, basically finds a head. Of Ghidorah. Oh. Okay. So, okay. Potentially setting up a return of King Ghidorah. Oh, or, great. Or, well, or something I'll, else. I'll wait with bated breath. Because remember, as we know, that was one of the lackeys. So yeah. he got the alpha. He got one of the most intelligent heads. Yeah. Do you know why I've enjoyed this, Callum? Why? I get to give this two thumbs down. Two thumbs down, horrendous movie. I get to give this two thumbs down, and we've been complaining so much about about always just going two thumbs up, or you know, begrudgingly one thumb up. I think it's just nice to watch a real stinker, get, yeah. give it a good two thumbs down, and on to the next one. Moving forward? Yeah, let's move. Let's let's do this first, mate. We're going to go from abysmal to quite possibly amazing. I want to talk about Loki. Oh, it was so good. It was wonderful. It was, so, it was good. so good. And I... This is spoilers, unfortunately, everyone. So if you haven't seen the first episode of Loki, we will do some spoilers. But I made loads of notes throughout this. But they weren't really fact-based notes. There was just shit that I loved. Now, I'm going to start off the top. Loki has never really been a... He's always been a fan favourite. I've never really quite liked Loki. But I've always been this, a fan. I know, I know, I know. I, was saying, I think I'm the odd one out. I'm all on board. I love him now. And I love it because I was a little concerned that we were going to have to... Because obviously, post-First Avengers, he went on a bit of a character change, a character arc and stuff, and slowly started to realise that, you know, he was the brother of Thor. And um, But I... I I like it how 
they kind of expedited a large part of that character progression in a really novel and unique way in this uh, in this setting in this universe. And something else that I wrote, isn't it funny how throughout Marvel properties, Thor: The Dark World just is one of the most relevant movies? Yeah. Do you know what? I I kind of feel like that's deliberate. Yeah. Because it was it's kind of it's kind of the ugly ugly duckling isn't it mm. nobody really likes it as a movie but they've got to make the whole franchise relevant so some can be like just good movies and they don't necessarily matter but like really try and make the bad ones relevant well yeah relevant you're right. Yeah, you're right but then but then that raises an, another interesting question of is that actually done after the fact or is part of the reason why those movies aren't necessarily as good as the other ones is because they're just putting in lots of important exposition em- yeah, stuff that then makes that single movie not as good, but then that's very yeah. deliberate at the time of making it. And I reckon yeah. it's a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's your thoughts, mate? What, what, have you got any notes? I mean, well, I've got first quite of a all, few. I've got a bit of a musical note, actually. Oh, yeah. Did you notice... As he was going through, when he first arrives at the TVA, and uh, I think is it after? No, it's after Owen Wilson comes and rescues him from the courtroom, mm-hmm. and they're in an elevator, and there was some elevator music playing. Oh, I didn't notice this. What was it playing? It was playing uh, Franz Schubert's Rosamund Quartet, which okay. is the same piece of music. That was played in the German opera house scene in the Avengers when Loki, uh, when Loki, uh, you know, takes the eyeball, and it was the elevator music, and I was like, "Oh, guys, mm. well that's, done." That's not me slapping my belly, everyone. Oh, that's right, me okay. clapping. <laughs> that's well done to you, Alex, for noticing that. It was very and well subtle. done to and it well was... done to. The creators of Loki because were the beauty, the beautiful. Honestly, it's so good because honestly, how wonderful. many how many people like one would have recognized? Not to give myself too much of a pat on the back, but also the fact that its original inclusion in the Avengers, that particular piece of music, is based on a poem, uh, old German story of, of a princess who is trying to reclaim her throne. She is literally oh. Loki in that in that scenario, and that's just and that's just extra stuff. It's not you don't know that just by listening to notes of music. You would only know that from doing the deep dive, and then they return it here. How many years later for this other series? Oh. It, Alex, this is why we do this so podcast. Good. This is why we do things like this. That right there. If someone said, why do you guys do the podcast? It's because you and I would just have this conversation in a pub and go, we love this. We'd love to spread this. We love to spray this information at you. Absolutely. Oh, fuck yes. Hell yeah. I love <laughs> all of the little gadgets the TVA, the TVA have. And I love the TVA video description. I thought it was such an interesting and unique way to like bring you up to speed and tell, you know, that kind of like yeah. Hanna-Barbera style cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also love the music during the shifting title card sequence and I love the kind of Twilight Zone-esque music throughout the episode when you kind of see the the whole expansion of the TVA. I thought the music was all wonderful throughout this. Um, And it was like like I said, Twilight Zone-esque style twinkling. Um, The the whole 
But what I what I like as well is the whole they like set the universe up with the TVA, but it's not entirely convincing. Like I do think that one of those three is Kang the Conqueror, or there is some sort what of like time what if, Yeah, what if they're not right? Like, and I think they kind of like set that point up, like. I think maybe the timekeepers aren't all they say, and I think this whole thing potentially could even be a sham. Oh, like, right, what, okay. what's their what's their motive to make sure that there is one singular timeline? That's what I want to know. Well, like, and, I mean, and what the... happens when you stray beyond that red? Because like, I love that whole I, the, 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 the the kind of Pit Boy style tech. Like, all their technology is really cool, and all the typewriters, yeah. and it's like. Well, they did kind of give a explanation as to why they wanted one timeline in that they were there were some temporal wars back all way back when um oh yeah they just dropped that piece of yeah, information they just dropped that. Oh, yeah there was there were some temporal wars where the different time streams were like vying for dominance and things like that which is basically the equivalent of going no i'm earth prime no i'm yeah, earth prime yeah, no yeah, i'm yeah. earth prime you know that kind of thing i'm the original you know whatever so yeah. they did kind of explain that but one thing that I really enjoyed about that whole explanation of the time stream thing mm. was it very much cleared up some very big gaping questions I had about old Steve Rogers at the end of uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh yeah, you you were telling me about this. Yeah, You've got I, a, yeah. I, I didn't go into much detail when we talked about it because I want to save it for this. And it's it's because I, before this, I I was always very confused about the logic of how he got back there because you know the only person to give us an explanation of the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey Avengers kind of rules was Tilda Swinton. Yep. Where she basically went, as soon as you take the Infinity Stones, you create a new timeline, and then it's going off in this direction, and it would be really, really bad. What I feel like they they didn't really do a good enough job of explaining is that when you bring the infinity stones back not only is the world then like balanced like the powers in the universe she made a big point of saying the powers in the universe without the stones would be like chaos it'd be chaos rules and stuff like that yeah um and if you bring the infinity stones back then it wouldn't be chaos the universe would be balanced and stuff like that but i think the vital point that that wasn't explained was the fact that that time stream would then no longer be a different time stream it would just be back in the prime time stream of which Mm. we now know that's canon it's one time stream Mm. and so and so now we we assume that steve rogers went back put the infinity stones back and now he is just back in the prime time stream yeah he's he's now back in the time in the prime time stream and he and he genuinely is just living out his life with peggy in the universe that we have seen yes up until this point and he just goes to that place do you think do you think it it was one of these things where like he was never supposed to be frozen in the ice do you think it was that idea of like the whole existence of steve rogers in the mcu was never to have been passed like he was supposed to have not died in that incident and just stayed back in the 1940s and as you say live out his life the whole him jumping forward and then coming back again was the weird part and the i I like that idea yeah that everything that we see from end of first avenger till end of end game is like a weird blimp in his life or weird blip in his life yeah kind Um, of well i think as far as his like his character is concerned i think he very much always uh regret regretted not being able to live his, uh, his life i mean primarily because of peggy but also yeah. um just because of that 
that's who he is. So it, it is very nice to have that kind of closure because that that did as as a fan that did provide a bit of like plot closure for me because I I don't I'm not convinced that Endgame did a good enough job yeah, yeah of explaining yeah. that because I know that's one of the big things that the larger community is like what, what how did that work did he come back through a portal into this time because he, he's supposed to be in like another time stream now sure like sure what I don't under I don't understand but I think um, I, I think this cleared that up yeah. Can I say something that I thought was just the most wonderful part of this as well? Yeah. Which is the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah. Oh, those... Owen Wilson is so good in this as well. Yeah. Owen Wilson is... He's got so much bloody charisma. He does, The way he? that... What I like he about him is... He plays a bureaucrat very well, doesn't he? He does. But the way that... What I like about him is that he... The way that he talks to Loki is so sensitive. He talks to him like... In a really like, um, what's the what's the word like, it it with a lot of affirmation. He talks to him like in a really quite like, um, it is quite like a sensitive and like quite quite almost romantic way. He the way that he like delivers his lines towards him. Yeah. I don't know if you picked. There was a line that I wrote down which I thought was a really beautiful line actually. Um, and I don't know who wrote this, and I really want to find out. And it was he. You know, you were born so that others could become better versions of themselves. When he's watching the Avengers and, you know, you were always supposed to be the villain. Yeah. And he says, yeah, he goes, you you were born so that other people could become better versions of themselves. And it's like, and he's saying, Owen Wilson's saying that to him, like, he's got his hand, he's holding his hand, being like, that's a hard thing to, to swallow. Yeah, sure. For, for Loki his whole life to kind of be, I'm the king, I'm going to be dominant. And him to go... Well, no. You, your role is to make other people look good. Yeah. Like that's that's your role in the universe. And he says it in a in a really like comforting way. He doesn't say it like as a negative or a yeah. thing to really like spite him. And I and I thought the delivery of that one line must have been really important for Owen Wilson. It must have been really important for the creators of this show. Yeah, definitely. Because actually, that is the that's the crux of the. And we, you know, they did this through a lot of the imagery. Like he kind of crashed down in the Mongolian desert, like Iron Man. Like Iron Man was reborn, and it was a similar sort of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you have to—that's his lowest point. When when Loki receives that piece of information, that's you broken him. He's broken. Yeah. Because you you do see a broken man in this. You do. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I feel like where he got truly broken. I mean, in that I think that really hammered at home. But I think I can't remember exactly where it happened in the like in the in the episode it was either before or after i think it was before when there's the, like the drawer of dr of junk and there's the oh, infinity stones inside it chef's kiss and he and 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 and, the, and he's just horrified in his face or like everything he's known and, and assumed and yearned for is just an absolute joke because yeah. these people are just they've got infinity stones rattling around we've got, oh, we've got yeah. a few. some of them use them as paperweights you know yeah and, and he's and, and he's just like that. he's just like shaking and he's like what but infinite and what I yeah I don't, I don't understand and he sell he sells it so well the tragedy of the character because it is a tragic character yeah it really is like you know people people mock the asgardian movies specifically specifically thor one for being too like shakespearean and hokey but this is but this is the same thing you're leaning yeah you're, it is it you're is. leaning you're into right. that kind of shakespearean hamlety tragic character that's also you know kind of comedic as well and yeah i, I really like that i, I really and like that angle. I, I i'm happy you talked about the, the infinity stone drawer piece because i i wanted to talk about it because it is just it's a really 
it's a really awesome inclusion because what it does is is it kind of just raises the stakes continuously from endgame like how it's a difficult bar to raise but they kind of just go yeah like but 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 in a controlled way it doesn't in a very it doesn't controlled mean, way but it doesn't mean the end game's nonsense no, no exactly. Infinity stone stuff it's 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 ah, and really I, and i think it's because of how kind of hokey and other world worldly the tva the tva mm-hmm. is the fact that they're rattling around in here as like trinkets and as nothing doesn't mean that you go back and watch Endgame and not still get that sense of um, relevance, relevance yeah, yeah, yeah. and doom and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they still work. They still have that, uh, you know, omnipotent yeah. power. It's still the stakes are still there, but like the stakes are just totally translated in a unique way in this closed environment. I, no, yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, and they did a good job of separating the two. Like, you do feel like this is an area that, that people don't just normally go to. Like, obviously, the powers don't work and things. I'm just not convinced. I think maybe it's a sham or something. Right. I wonder if it's not a real place. Um, a little bit of... I've got a little prediction for you. Um, he says he wants to be the God King. Yeah. The God King is actually a Loki character. There's been hundreds of different types of Loki in the past. I think the God King is going to be the main villain of this. Oh, right, out okay. of this series. So I think that's the one who smashes the lantern at the end of the fire. I think that's the God King, right. who is, a, 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 who is a, a version of Loki, but he's one of Loki's villains. But right, no, okay. I, thought this was, I thought this was actually wonderful. Um, Alex, we've got a lot of stuff to we get do. through we moving should, forward. We should crack on, yeah. Um, first thing I have here, Rob Zombie is doing the Monsters. Monsters remake. Never watched the first one. I'll probably watch the second because I like Rob Zombie. I think yeah. he's very, very good. Um, DC, they're doing Super Pets. Any thoughts on that? Oh my god, I chuckled so hard when I saw the tr- when a bit, I saw of, the a bit of crypto, the super dog. Crypto, the super dog. Do you remember that? <laughs> Should you remember that? I think so. I yeah, think yeah, there, so, there yeah. was a cartoon. It ran during uh, Dick and Dom and the Bungalow. Oh, cool. That was good. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I do remember yeah. this. I do remember and, this. And I remember that. The- I remember that theme song. And I'm like, am I? But did you see the cast list uh, for Crypto? Yeah. No, I no, didn't. No, 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 not not old crypto. The DC Super Pets. No, 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 I didn't. No, I assume that's what you meant. Yeah, right, not no, not crypto, not crypto. Back when it's like, no, who starred in Crypto the Super Dog in the late nineties? Early early noughties, probably. No, no, no. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, cool. Which is which which is good because that you mean, love him. Oh, one, he can do no wrong. He is a beautiful <laughs> specimen who just does. Who elevates, Put it away, Alex. Ele- Put it away. elevates every project he's in. No, no, no. Apart from that stuff, which do you know he plays Campbell the violin? Said, oh, stop. No, he doesn't. You know he does. He plays the violin. No, he doesn't. His arm's too big. He's. He'd crush I just it. made it up. Yeah, he does. He'd <laughs> he plays a cello no, like a violin. Obviously, because in the cinematic kind of universe, if that even exists anymore, thanks WB, you fuckheads. Mm. Um, he's obviously playing Black Adam. Yep. So that kind of makes me think that this is like completely separate, and it's not—it's not like uh, Marvel's Disney Plus stuff, which is all contributing to uh, the cinematic universe in like other formats. Because we are yep. getting other formats, we're getting animations, we're getting TV shows, we're getting all of that, and obviously we know that DC, Warner Brothers, idiots that they are, just try and copy Marvel in everything that they do. And I don't think that is that. I think this is going down their perceived kind of we're doing something completely different we're just doing individual things right because could you imagine if they tried to make an animated dc super pet show 
and then somehow try and make this you know extracurricular thing that exists within say the Snyderverse and oh. you're supposed to swallow that Henry Cavill's got a white lab with a little cape <laughs> called Crypto flying mm. around <laughs> it's just laughable but as I said it's not that but I like, I like <laughs> the thought that they'd be dumb enough to try it Alex there's some master and commander news there is I was so excited about this when I saw it which is interesting because I know a couple of weeks ago, or it wasn't maybe last week, I went on a whole tirade about um, sequels and remakes and sequels and remakes and how, fuck it, like, yeah. But you know what? Peter Weir's Master and Commander movie from, I think it's 2003, the Russell Crowe movie. I love that movie. It's uh-huh. so good. Have you seen it? Um, no, I haven't actually. Oh, I do want to watch so it. It's so good. It's got great music in it as well. So I, th- I think maybe... If when this movie materializes, we should do both of them like on the podcast. Sounds good. Podcast. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. Happy, we'll happy to do we'll that. We'll save it from them because it's it's a proper, proper good movie. Yep. I don't think, because I read a little bit into it, or you know, I'm pretty sure that this isn't going to be a continuation of that. Right. So it's not oh, I see. it's okay. not gonna be Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany and Billy Boyd is in it as well. Uh. But uh, it's not gonna be a continuation of that, which is a little, which is like a little bit upsetting because I really liked the tone and the characters and the themes and stuff in that movie. I just think it was exceptionally well done. It was nominated for ten Oscars. Okay. That year, like it was mad, but everyone forgot about it because there was another, um, there was another sailing ship movie that released in two thousand and three that everybody watched instead and that had Johnny Depp in it. But well, you know, we'll not we'll not say we'll not say what that was. Um everyone watched that instead. But no, the reason why it's not gonna be the same is because that Master and Commander movie, it was uh, subtitled Far Side of the World, was mm-hmm. actually the ni- I think the ninth mm-hmm. story. Yeah, think, yeah. The ninth story in this series of books of what it's like based on. And so yeah. they're like, well, we're already like well into, you know, the relationship between the characters and they're quite senior at this point. So I think what they're going to try and do is go back to the beginning and do like an origins of these characters and try and like build up. And I An think origin of the master and an origin of the commander. Absolutely. And so it's going to, so it'll be fresh and something completely new. And I, I will, I will say up to, I've not read the books, so I don't have like any real understanding of the you know the greater franchise i i just know that i really really the greater I, franchise the, the greater franchise and <laughs> the greater franchise <laughs> i just know that i really loved the peter weir movie and maybe i shouldn't be excited of this because i know it's not going to be like that mm. but if they just if they maybe kept the kind of idea but just like recast so mm. that you feel like maybe this movie could have at some point down the road become that Russell Crowe movie, if you see what I mean. Then that'd be, yeah, that'd, yeah, be yeah. that'd be something I'd be really happy to see. But I mean, I, I just really like, you know, ships. Mm. I like I like ships and cannons. You you are as a as a quote, I like I said a friend of mine said this, Alex, you were born too late for tall ships and too early for starships. That is uh, you. Yeah, that's a good quote. The greater franchise. The greater franchise. There's been some set photos, Alex, of Indy 5. There has. He looks good. He looks fine. I was like, oh, God, he's going to be looking. And they're doing a de-aged piece as well. That's now confirmed. They're oh, doing they're a de-aged, de-aged flashback. Yep, they're doing a de-aged. Which, 
Not for the whole movie. Let's do just it. As a no, flashback. not for the whole movie. Just oh, as a okay, flashback. Okay. Let's Wait, do it. I mean, we're good. Look, we're ready to he's go. He's Harrison for this. Ford. He's wearing his hat. He's wearing his leathers. I don't. I don't know what everyone's like. Kind of like. Did anyone not think he was going to look good in that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like yeah, if he no, wasn't good, if he wasn't gonna look good in that, he wouldn't fucking be doing it. I know he's, <laughs> I know he's a hundred years old, but like if if he could, if they thought he Harrison Ford was not able to do what he's gonna end up doing, then they wouldn't make the bloody movie. So, no, exactly. Uh, yeah. So of course, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Actually, I don't really? think they would have. I think they would have been more interested in the greater franchise. In the greater franchise. <laughs> to, try, to, try, to try and get it all in. <laughs> I think that's where they would have been more interested. In. Honestly, though, I, I think I've I've got a much, I've got a diminishing interest in like set photos and things <laughs> like. Honestly, <laughs> such a such a grumpy bastard these days. Honestly, um, we've we are running out of time, mate. I think we've got enough time for maybe a couple more little things. Right. Um, do you want to do? So I've got, I think. Alex James James Wan uh, is set to direct the newly titled Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Fabulous! Aquaman one was fun. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm keen for watching this. Do you think this will tie into the Snyderverse? <sighs> we still don't know if Snyderverse exists. Or okay. If, 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 if it can exist, bloody WB. As as part of the greater, <laughs> part the, of the greater, the greater franchise. franchise. <laughs> um. Speaking cool. Of, speaking of WB. Oh no! I was going to just say before you do that. Um, oh, right, okay. Boba Fett. The Boba Fett has filmed. That's wrapped. Yeah. They kept that under fucking. T- but it's they all did. because it's being do- It's but it's because it's being done in the same way as the Mandalorian done. You know these kind of closed sets, yeah, like absolutely. a lot of it indoors. With that's the thing. They've that will be. It. They've 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 cracked. Yeah, they no have leaks. cracked it. They've yeah. cracked. No yeah, leaks. they have. I'm really excited to see. Do you remember when they did? Do you remember when they did um, Force Awakens and somebody just flew a drone over Pyroid (laughs) and just got this amazing aerial shot of the Millennium Falcon just sitting out there on a on a on on the tarmac and just got yep, just got photos of the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) But but I love it because but but still though it didn't achieve anything. It's the same way as you as you were just saying about Indy Five. It's like well, obviously it was going to be in the movie because it's not dead in yeah. It's like, oh, there was there, there, there was an official there was an official like Millennium Falcon walkthrough like last week. Why why do we care about this? <laughs> right, Alex, take take us. What's the last piece of news? Right, there's gonna be an animated Lord of the Rings series set in the Peter Jackson universe. Oh, is it actually set in the Peter Jackson yes. in, the, in the greater franchise? Uh, in the greater in the greater <laughs> franchise. And the reason that we know this is because. Uh, writing partner and life partner of Peter Jackson, Philippa Boyens, is on as a creative consultant slash producer. Cool. On this. And it's not being made by Amazon, who are obviously doing the live-action Lord of the Rings TV series. It's being done by WB. Ooh, how do you feel about that? Not good, mate. Absolutely not good. Honestly, I mean, the fact that Philippa Boyens is uh, involved gives me like quite a bit of hope. And it's set in a different time period, and it's definitely going to be extracurricular. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of art style they. Mm, me too. Is it the rise with? and fall of? Is the rise and is it the the rise of Helm's Deep or something? Yeah, along yeah, those yeah. Lines? So uh, Helm Hammerhand, I think the third king of Rohan or something like that. Right. So right, it's yes. way back when. There's not going to be any uh, mutual any crossover characters. I don't think. Not even Gandalf no, or Sauron. No, the, the thing. 
Well, maybe... Hmm. Is Saruman or Saren now? No, see, the thing is, ev everyone always assumes the wizards are around for everything. The wizards don't actually arrive until the beginning of the Third Age after. Mm. So you know, the, you know the prologue of Lord of the Rings? Where yes. Isildur cut the ring of Sauron's hat. The wizards were yes. not there for that. They arrived after that. Ooh, interesting. And everyone just assumes they were around forever, but they're not. So that's just me being a fucking nerd. But, um, but yeah, the fact that WB is doing this does not fill me with confidence because they suck. Mm. And um, yeah, but I'm we will see. I'm getting mixed signals about you and WB, Alex. What, well, what, what do you think? You know what? Really I look, I look back. I look back on their output, and it's it's all shit, isn't it? Like <laughs> as far as like the franchise, and and this extends back to. Can we just go back? I'm gonna rewatch them, but the Hobbits. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, yeah. I think that I think we might have to try and. I think when this comes out, we're gonna. That'll be the cue to do the Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. we, we've been waiting to do the Lord of the Rings. Lord, for some of, the, time. Lord of the Rings we've not done. Star Wars we've not done. No, no. We've been waiting for the the right time for these. Yeah, yeah, maybe absolutely. the Pickable Effect might kick this off. And... Yeah, maybe. Anyway, Alex, what are yeah? What do they have to do now? Right, they've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app. Please do find get it. yourself on there. Yeah, find us on there. First off, <laughs> get listen to us. Give us a cheeky little five star rating. Must be cheeky. Must be cheeky. Uh, you can also leave us a review on there. Uh, tell us what you think of the podcast. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can tell us what your favorite movie is, what your favorite movie mm -hmm. soundtrack is. Yes, uh, we love to hear and read all of it you can also find us on spotify and loads and loads of other places where you like to listen to your podcast including the acast app which you told me is quite good but i've still it, not really seen it it is really good i like it yeah it's no good. it's good, good. It's good. Uh, if you want to get more directly in touch with us we have an email address as well that is motionspod at gmail.com where you can contact us and give us any recommendations or anything that you would ever like to say to us at all yeah. you can tell us your deepest, deepest darkest fantasies what you're afraid of and what you did when no one is watching you that one time oh, yeah, when you were alone absolutely. and you had your finger and you were like, oh, wonder where this could go. Yeah, um, but we also, take but we take requests as well. We, had, we, we do we, take we're, we're doing a request next week. It happens. We we are, aren't we? Yeah, we also are on on the gram where you we are starting conversations, not planning to finish them any time today, tomorrow, or next week mm -hmm. for that. Thank you once again to our wonderful graphics designer, KTC Graphics Design, where I believe there's a promo code. Yeah, get, 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 we've, get, we've got a link to our Etsy store where you can get one of her fabulous movie-inspired prints. I've got a couple in my flat myself. Mm. Uh, and she's very kindly running a 20% discount. So you just have to get what you want and, ent and enter the code MotionsPod20 at checkout for your 20% discount. Well... Thank you very much for listening and we will be with you again soon next week. Until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta-ta. Bye.